Welcome to Clutch Time with Mike on the Mic. It's your boy Mike, and I'm back here with the Super Bowl edition uh, of the podcast. So let's get right into it. Last night, we saw one of the best Super Bowl games to ever be played between the Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, it was the new kid on the block, Jalen Hurts versus the old guy on the block, uh, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he's really not that old. He's only been in the league six years now, but still. Um, still relatively the old guy, six years compared to, I think, Jalen Hurts been in the league for three years now. Um, six to three, so a little discrepancy there. Um, but it was a hell of a game, man. Hell of a game from both teams. Hell of a game from both quarterbacks. Um, but in the end, um, as you all saw, Patrick Mahomes was able to triumph and uh, get his second Super Bowl. Um, Patrick Mahomes, six years into the NFL, has two Super Bowl rings, two Super Bowl MVPs, two regular season MVPs, a five-time Pro Bowler, three-time All-Pro, uh, been to the AFC Championship game five years in a row, all at home. Um, I believe he's won at least 13 games, either 12 or 13 games every season he's been a starter. So Pat Mahomes can retire today. He's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. That's just how I feel about it. And I think everybody, I don't think anybody would disagree with me. Um, I know I, I'm one of the people that I need to see it for a long period of time, but in six years, he's had the greatest start to an NFL career I've ever seen in the first six years. I mean, it's it's crazy what he's been able to do. Um, definitely the best quarterback in the league, best quarterback in football, um, the best player in football at this point. Um, I don't think there's really a, de a debate about that, about who's better. Um, sorry, y'all, I was taking all my chains. Um, I'm not sure who could say it's better in the league. I don't know if you want to say a defensive player like Aaron Donald or something like that. But at this point, Pat Mahomes' imprint on games can't be denied. He's just too good, the best quarterback in the league by far. Um, I think it's him and everybody else. Um, Snoop Dogg said this morning, watching first take, right now the best three quarterbacks in the NFL are Pat Mahomes, Joe Burrow, and Jalen Hurts. And I'd have to agree um, I was telling my boy last night was at the Super Bowl party that the only reason that Pat Mahomes is in the Super Bowl is because I feel like the refs really gave him that AFC Championship game. I mean, he still had to go out and win it, but I feel like he was aided by the refs. Um, I think Joe Burrow is one cold, one cold, cold player. But at this point, Pat Mahomes got two Super Bowls. Uh, Joe Burrow doesn't have any. So if you stack up their resumes right now, Pat Mahomes is looking a little bit better than Joe Burrow. And Jalen Hurts, I think, has played himself into top five consideration in the league of quarterbacks. Um, right now I got it. Pat Mahomes, Joe Burrow. I put Jalen Hurts at three. Um, Aaron Rodgers is still playing, so I put him at four, even though he had a lackluster season this past season. But he's still Aaron Rodgers. He's still that bad, bad man, as Stephen A. Smith would say. Um, and I got Lamar Jackson at five. Lamar Jackson doesn't get the respect he deserves, um, but Lamar Jackson is one hell of a player. And the Baltimore Ravens should be ashamed of themselves because they still haven't paid that man. And you know it's bad that when uh, Marlon Humphreys is at the Pro Bowl and he's trying to recruit players to come to Baltimore and they're all saying the same thing, when are you guys going to play Lamar Jackson? At this point, either either pay the man or let him go. Let him go play somewhere else because he's done too much for that organization not to be paid and um, a big payday is coming, from, coming for him one way or the other, either from y'all or from somebody else. But let's get into the Super Bowl, man. So – from just looking at the numbers, 
just looking at the numbers, you would think that Jalen Hurts outplayed Pat Mahomes. Jalen Hurts last night was 27 to 38 for 304 yards and one passing touchdown. Um, he ran the ball 15 times for 70 yards and three touchdowns. He had a QBR, which is a scale based on zero to 100, a QBR of 79.7. His quarterback rating was 103.4 for the game. Um, Jalen Hurts played one hell of a game last night. When I'm telling you that he didn't make, he made one mistake, which I think may have cost him the game. I know they say one play doesn't cost you the game, but that one mistake was the turning point in the game. Um, he fumbled the ball, and the Chiefs were able to scoop that up and tie the game up 14-14. to 14. But um, at the time, the Eagles were up 14-7, to 7 and they were driving, and Jalen Hurts had a chance to put his team up 21-7. to 7. And 21-7 to 7 in the Super Bowl, considering that you're playing the Chiefs, you know, no no lead is safe when you're playing the Chiefs because you guys remember a few years ago when uh, they were playing the Texans. I think they were down 24 to nothing. I took a nap, woke up. And it was like 55 to 24. Like the, the Chiefs had scored like seven straight possessions, which is unheard of in the NFL. But I mean, it's the Kansas City Chiefs, it's Pat Mahomes. They're like the Golden State Warriors on the football field. Like there's no lead safe against them. Um, Jalen Hurts played one hell of a game. Like for him to go up against the best quarterback in the league and his first time in the Super Bowl, he didn't look rattled. He didn't look like the moment was too big for him. He looked like he was all there. He looked like he was dialed in. He was focused. He came ready to play. He executed the game plan flawlessly, flawlessly. Like I said, 27-38, 304 yards, one passing touchdown. He was sacked twice, but he ran the ball 15 times for 70 yards with three brushing touchdowns. A QBR of 79.7 if you um, on a scale of 0 to 100 with 50 being average. So he's a little bit above average in the game based off QBR. His quarterback rating of 103.4. Um, Devontae Smith had seven catches for 100 yards. A.J. Brown had six catches for 96 yards and one touchdown. Um, the Eagles as a team rushed 32 times for 115 yards. The Eagles came to play. Their offense came to play. They were, you know, dynamic on on first and second down. Um, they were good on third down, and they went for it on fourth down. It felt like every other drive they were going for it on fourth down, and they were getting it because they were short fourth downs, like fourth and one. And that new rule in the NFL is if, you know, it's fourth and one, you can push your quarterback in the pile. You can't pull him, but you can push him. So if you line up like – like you're about to, excuse me, if you line up like you're about to take a knee and just uh, dive into the pile and, and whoever is the up backs are push you, they can push you that yard. That's legal in the NFL these days. They can't pull you like an offensive lineman can't turn around and pull you across the first down lineman or across the first down line, but your running back can push you in the back across the first down line. If you guys remember um, back in 2006 when USC was on that undefeated streak of theirs and they went to Notre Dame and they played Notre Dame and I believe it was fourth and goal on the goal line and they snuck the ball and Matt Liner was getting ready to get stopped and Bush pushed him in um that was like one of the craziest scenes I've ever seen in a football game but at that time it was illegal to push your quarterback into the into the end zone and they didn't call it I mean I know that was the rule but they didn't call it for whatever reason but I mean that's here nor there um so I think the Eagles you know they had a chance to win and I know I said on the last podcast, um, I think the one I did by myself, not the one that I did with Fox, but the one before that, that I did by myself, 
Um, I was saying it's strength on strength. The Eagles had the number one pass defense and the, the Chiefs had the number one passing offense. And from everything that I've been taught about football and everything that I've learned over the years, I've been playing – I was playing football from the time I was a kid till I got to high school. I blew out my knee and I just didn't feel comfortable playing in college. So I, I ended my career there. But I played peewee football, um, high school football, all of that. And I've watched football all my life. Everything that I've always been told, if you're putting up the number one offense versus the number one defense, then um, passing-wise, if you're putting those up against each other, you go with the defense because the defense has been doing it, and that's just how it is. It's always been defense wins games, defense wins championships. That's always what I've been told. But Patrick Mahomes may be the exception to that rule. If you put Pat Mahomes on a field, you have a chance to win. Um, like I said, two Super Bowls in six years. He's been in three three Super Bowls overall. He lost that one to Tom Brady, where they just got outplayed and outmatched. But um, Pat Mahomes is here to stay. He's going to be in the league for some time. And if these first six years are any indication of what's to come, Pat Mahomes could legit go down as the best quarterback to ever play the game. I don't say that lightly. I don't say that about a lot of players, but Pat Mahomes is on the track. He's on He's on the way to becoming the best of all time. And when I say that, what I don't mean is he doesn't have to win eight Super Bowls to say he's better than Tom Brady because that's what everybody loves to use. Well, he didn't win more championships. That's cool. But – if he gets to another two or three Super Bowls before it's all said and done and he wins five of them and let's say five in 10 years, five in 12 years, what what are you going to say then? Because that means he was winning the Super Bowl literally just a little bit under every other year. If he wins five and 12, you know, he'd literally just be under the threshold of winning one every other year. Um, Pat Mahomes is great. I love what I saw from him last night. He played with poise. He re-aggravated that ankle right before halftime, but he went in. They, he ran off the field. He had to sit through halftime. My God, Rihanna, my God, Rihanna. Lord Jesus, that is one beautiful woman. And I love the performance she gave. I'm glad she didn't sing Lift Me Up because I think the whole world would have changed the channel. Um, but her performance was fantastic, and she showed that she's pregnant again. So congrats to Rihanna, and I'm assuming ASAP Rocky is the is the daddy since he was the daddy of the first child. Um, but who knows? I don't know. But um, he had to sit through halftime, and hopefully his ankle did well, Obviously his ankle didn't get stiff because it came out with a vengeance. Um, the Chiefs were down by ten coming into the third quarter, and I feel like on every possession in the second half the Chiefs scored. I don't think they punted at all. I'd have to double check, but I don't think they punted at all in the second half. I know they went down and scored. I know they went down and scored two touchdowns. And then um, I think they went up, what was it, 30 to 28? Or oh, I, I can't remember. <laughs> I cannot remember. But I feel like they scored on every possession in the second half. That's just how locked in they were they were in. Um Pat Mahomes just like would not let his team his team lose. That uh that crucial run that he had, I believe, on third down, I think he got fifteen or sixteen yards on a bum ankle, um, just shows you that, you know, his will to win. 
And like I said, um, the Eagles came to play, but it was too much Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes last night was 21 to 27, 182 yards, no sacks. He passed for three touchdowns. His QBR was 96.4, and his quarterback rating was 131.8. I mean, as a team, they rushed for 26. They were 26 times for 158 yards. Travis Kelsey had six catches for 81 yards and one touchdown. And I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say it now. Um, Travis Kelsey, I know there's been Gronk, Tony Gonzalez, Antonio Gates, Shannon Sharp, um, Kellen Winslow, the elder Kellen Winslow, not his son. Um, There's been some great tight ends to play the game. But Travis Kelsey might be the best one I've ever seen. It's like he's unguardable. Like he's always open, and he always makes the, the biggest plays at the time that you need him. Um, I know part of that is having a great quarterback and having a great coach, but you know him, him, his ability to get open, separate. You can't cover him with linebackers. He's too fast for linebackers. Um, he's too big for corners because he would just body them. He's too big for safeties, and he's too fast for safeties because he might run past the safety, um, and you might body your safety. So he's really unguardable. He's always open. Like I said, one of the best tight ends I've ever seen with my two eyes. And I think when it's all said and done, if you told me that Travis Kelsey was the GOAT tight end of all time, you're not going to get an argument out of me. Um, I think he's better than Tony Gonzalez. I think he's better than Antonio Gates. I think he's better than Shannon Sharp. Um, I think he's better than um, – who am I missing? I feel like I'm miss- – I think he's better than Gronk. Um, I just – Oh, he's one of a kind, man. He's one of a kind. He is he is a dominant player. I think he's got the record now for tight ends. I believe this is seven or eight eight seasons in a row that he's had a thousand yards receiving. And, you know, some wide receivers can't even do that. He's a tight end and he doesn't always get the ball thrown to him. But he is dominant. He's unguardable. He's playing with the best quarterback in the league. He's playing with a top five coach in the league. Um, he's playing with probably a top ten Coach of all time, top 15 maybe. I don't really get into the coaching ranks, but um, Andy Reid is up there. He's one of the, the greatest to ever do it. He's got two Super Bowls uh, now under his belt, and he was coaching against his old team last night in Philadelphia. Um, so it was a hell of a game, man, hell of a game. I just, you know, there's part of me that's upset about the way that the game ended, and I'm going to get into that in just a little bit, but – um, it was a hell of a game, hell of a performance from two black quarterbacks. The first time that two black quarterbacks have ever started in the NFL Super Bowl. And like I said, Jalen Hurts is here to stay, man. He's here to stay. I think the Eagles will be running the NFC East. Some like um, Something like the Kansas City Chiefs are running the AFC West. Um, the Eagles are here to stay, man. They've got a great young core. Great young wide receivers in A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. They've got the best center in football in Jason Kelsey, Travis Kelsey's brother. Um, so I know their mom was ecstatic last night. She got to see her two sons go up against each other. And one son was happy. The other one was a little deflated. But, you know, it is what it is. She wore both the jerseys, the Eagles and the Chiefs jersey. Um, so that was beautiful to see. Um, but the Eagles are, you know, I feel like they'll be back. I don't know if they'll be back in the Super Bowl next year, but I think they'll be a contender for years to come. Um, they've got a great defense. They've got a great offense. They've got a great head coach in Nick Sirianni. I think that's how you say his name. Um, he's shown that he can do this at the at the biggest level. He's able to lead his team to the Super Bowl and came up. 
I know anybody that's played football and even the guys that listen to this that are coaches, they'll tell you one play does not make a game. But that fumble that Jalen Hurts had, I feel like, turned the tide in the favor of the Chiefs. It only tied the game up uh, 14-14, and the Chiefs, I mean, the Eagles still went up 24-14. But a turnover – a turnover of that magnitude and that kind of game can be the the end all be all. Cause just think, if they didn't have that them seven points, the Chiefs lose. They they lose the game, and uh, the Eagles end up winning by four because they lost by three, and you know a touchdown is six points plus X point seven. So you take them seven points away, then the Eagles win by four, and Jalen Hurts is is most likely the game's MVP because he had that hell of a game. But that one turnover cost him, and it was a bad turnover, too. It was a really bad turnover. Um, so I know Jalen Hurts probably beat himself up about that, but I hope he woke up this morning realizing I gave it my all, I did everything I could do, and we just came up short, but we'll be back next year. And I think with the way that Jalen Hurts is wired, from seeing him in college to being at Alabama, being benched in the national championship game for Tua, and then um, him coming back, sitting on the bench for a year behind Tua, and then coming in the SEC championship game and winning the game for them, and then transferring to Oklahoma and being doubted as saying, oh, he should be a running back, he should switch positions, he's not a good quarterback, to being in the Super Bowl. Um, he's come a long way, and I love to see it. I love to see his maturation process. I love to see the road that he's taken to get where he is and all the doubters and all the naysayers. Hopefully he can win a Super Bowl so he can really get on TV and just not be humble. Like, I know me. I know how I am. If I was in the NFL and I was as good as Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts and, and guys of that that stature, if that was me, if I was Pat Mahomes, the minute that somebody's got something negative to say about my game or what I've done in the league, I'm just going to hold up my two ring fingers and I'm going to put one of them rings on my middle finger just so they know. Like, bro, I'm Pat Mahomes. You're you make a living by talking about me because you couldn't you can't do what I can do. So I'm going to I'm going to brag. I know, you know, it's not the best thing to do in the world. You know, you want to be humble at all times. But sometimes, man, I would just let people know who I am. Like, bro, like Kevin Durant said, man, y'all know who I am. I'm Kevin Durant. Like at some point, you just got to realize, like, I'm him. That video of LeBron where he said, I'm him. I'm him. If I was Pat Mahomes, I'm him. And when Jalen Hurts, if he wins a, a Super Bowl, I won't say he will win one because nothing's guaranteed in the NFL because as Dan Marino, he got to the Super Bowl his second year in the league and never went back. So nothing's guaranteed in the NFL. But if Pat or if Jalen Hurts ever wins the Super Bowl, I would point to everybody with my middle finger and say, I'm him. All them, all you doubters who said I should have switched positions, I should have did this and I should have did that. I'm a Super Bowl winning quarterback on the team, and I'm him. Look at my middle finger because you, you can kiss my hole. You know what? Um, yeah, man, that's just how I feel about it. But let me get into the biggest controversy of last night. So let me, let me pull it up real quick because I pulled it up before I started recording. So the Chiefs get the ball with five minutes and 15 seconds left in the game. And they're driving for potentially what is the game-winning field goal, which turned out to be the game-winning field goal. The Eagles got the ball back. They only had like eight seconds left um, to even try to get down the field. So that didn't happen. That's why they lost the game. But on third and eight with a minute and 54 seconds left, um, Pat Mahomes had an incomplete pass short left 
to Juju Smith-Schuster, and it was a penalty penalty on Jamal Bradbury, defensive holding, which in NFL, that's a five-yard penalty and an automatic first down. So that means that instead of them stopping him on third down and potentially getting the ball back with a bunch of time left and Jalen Hurts being able to go down the field for either the game-tying field goal or the get the go-ahead touchdown, um, the Chiefs were able to get the ball back and then just run the clock down and kick the field goal and leave virtually no time left on the clock. Now, having watched the play and made the comment I made on Facebook last night about that being a ticky-tack call, a lot of people have commented and said it wasn't ticky-tack because he was holding. And doing a further review of the play, yes, he held him. And apparently the rule is um, if you hold him before they throw the ball, then it's a penalty. But I always thought that the rule was if the ball was uncatchable because that ball didn't look catchable when he threw it, um, then you just wave the flag off. Now, whether or not, you know, I don't know the exact rules. I don't have the rule book in front of me or whatever the case may be. I just, I don't have it in front of me. Um, but me as a referee, one thing that uh, the referees are taught to do and one thing that we as fans always want refs to do is, yeah, they're there to officiate the game and call penalties when they have to. But is the literally the last drive of the game and for the game to end on a ticky-tack call like that because I don't think it was an egregious hold. I don't think it I – mean, I understand he pulled his jersey, but it wasn't like some kind of jersey where, like, he ripped his jersey off. Um, it was a slight tug of the jersey, and then because Pat, Patrick Mahomes got up on point and then, uh, the referee was on the chief sideline, I felt like he probably felt like he had no choice but to throw the flag. Me, personally – I wouldn't have thrown the flag. I would have just called it a play on and kept it moving. And in that instance, because I wanted, I know what I wanted to see. I wanted the players to be the ones to take the game into their hands and let it be a player's decision of who win, not a, a flag. Um, I get it. I get it. But if you guys know anything about football, if you watch football closely enough, when you watch the offensive line play, you could literally call holding on every single play by definition of the rule you could call holding on every single play you could if you watch a game closely enough you watch the offensive line you can call holding on every single play and trust me i would know i played offensive line in high school that's my position i was a right guard and a left guard and uh jv football for the year that i played jv i played left tackle and I know for a fact that on every play there's holding. Somebody on the offensive line is holding, whether it be the left tackle, the left guard, the center, the right guard, the right tackle, or the tight end stayed in the block. Somebody's holding. And if the refs really wanted to be picky and uphold the rules, they could call it every time, but they don't because maybe that hold didn't have anything to do with the play or maybe that hold didn't have any outcome on the play. Um, in that instance – I just think that the ball was not catchable. I mean, the ball was basically thrown out the back of the, of the side of the end zone. And Juju Smith-Schuster is no burner. Like, he's fast, but he's not Devontae Smith fast. He's not Tyreek Hill fast. I don't think he was going to run uh, however many yards it was to the end zone to go catch that pass. I just don't believe that's possible. Um, that's me, and that's my opinion. So I feel like for the game to end like that on ticky-tack call – uh, I would have just swallowed my whistle. I just would have done it. I understand it's the rule, and I understand when you go back with replay, you can see that he tugged his jersey and all of that. But there's some kind of defensive 
penalty or offensive penalty on every play. You could literally call a penalty on, on almost every play in a football game, and they don't because that maybe that penalty doesn't have anything to do with the play or it just wasn't that egregious, and you decide to sw- swallow your whistle then in the first quarter, but in the fourth quarter when the game is on the line, um, you call a penalty. And like I said, I feel like it was ticky-tack, and I feel like they could have swallowed their whistle, and it just gives credence to the the – all the the conspiracy theorists out there that the game is rigged and because um i don't know if you guys saw but uh i believe it was maybe a week now arian foster a former nfl running back to play for the houston texans said that before every season they came around with a script and they gave it to the the teams and they told them how their season was going to go and all the nfl players were just ragging him on social media and all of the retweets and tweets and all the comments and all the videos of players showing, you know, what it would be like if it was really a script. My, the funniest one to me was Tom Brady sitting in, it looked like a conference room, and him turning around and looking at somebody walking in the door and him smiling. And somebody said this was Tom Brady when uh, he read the script for the Super Bowl against the Falcons and seeing Matt Ryan walk in. So that's why it's funny to me. Because the script, to me, on page five said, we're not going to let Pat Mahomes lose a second Super Bowl because we want to build Patrick Mahomes as the next great quarterback. And it doesn't look good if he's not winning Super Bowls. So I feel like with that call, that call just gives credence to all the conspiracy theorists that the game is rigged and that you guys wanted the Chiefs Chiefs to win and the fix was in, and y'all just waited till the most crucial moment of the game to call, like what I said in my eyes, was a ticky-tack penalty. I get it. I understand the letter of the law. I get that. I get it. But just like you guys know, if you're speeding, it's up to the discretion of the cop to give you a ticket or not. Sometimes he'll give you a warning. Sometimes he'll give you a ticket. And that's just him putting – putting his judgment in view, you were going 70 and a, a 60. So you were going 10 over. I'm going to just give you a warning, slow down. You know, I won't I won't give you a ticket this time. I'm not going to have you go into court, blah, 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 for 10 miles, 10 miles an hour. Just slow down. Or if you're going, like me, going 97 and a 61, oh, you're going to get this ticket. And he got put over by a state trooper, you're going to get this ticket. There's no, no me trying to be nice. Like, you really broke the law. So in that instance, I don't feel like the jersey tug was so bad that Juju impeded Juju Smith-Schuster from getting to the end zone to catch that ball because I don't think that the ball was catchable. That's just me. That's just how I feel about it. Um, So outside of that, I think that was a terrible way to end the Super Bowl. But outside of that, that's one of the best Super Bowls I've seen in in the last, I don't know, 10, 15 years. Um, it was just an exciting game from back and forth. Me and my friends were giving my boy Cortez hell because he was the only Chiefs fan in the house. Um, my homegirl Kitty was an Eagles fan. And every time the Eagles scored, every time the Eagles did something, we would look at Tez like, y'all about to go down. And he, he, even he agreed with me that the Chiefs probably shouldn't have beat the Bengals because the rest were literally giving them the game. But, I mean, that's here nor there. Um Again, it was a great Super Bowl, man. My my hats off to Patrick Mahomes. My hats off to him. My hats off to Andy Reid, Travis Kelsey, Juju Smith-Schuster, um, Kadarius Tony, uh, uh, Isaiah Pacheco. I believe that's his name. The running back. Um, hats off to them. Chris Jones. 
all of them guys, hats off to the Kansas City Chiefs for winning another Super Bowl because it's not easy. It's not easy. The the preparation that goes into getting ready for the season, the preparation that goes into it day by day, watching film, the study, you having to get up, you know, being the first one in the facility at five in the morning to being the last one to leave at probably past midnight, going home, sleep for a few hours, being with your family for, you know, an hour or two and then get back up having to go do it seven days a week. Um, it's a grind, so I know it takes a lot for those players to get up and do what they do. And they put on a hell of a show last night. They really did. It was a great game. Like I said, more much congrats to Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. And I think Jalen Hurts and the Eagles will be back. Um, like I said, I just hated to see the Super Bowl end on such a ticky-tack call, in my opinion. I mean, you're not going to change my mind. It is what it is. I'm being Skip Bayless right now. Nothing you can say to me is going to make me change my mind about that being a ticky-tack call. You can show me all the evidence in the world. You can show me the video of, of a guy shooting him, and I'm like, no, nope, he didn't shoot him. He didn't kill him. That's not what killed him. That's just how I feel about it. Um, not going to change my mind. Just think it was a bad call. And like I said, it gives more credence to the conspiracy theorists that the game was rigged. You guys – we're following the script. You weren't going to let Patrick Mahomes lose another game um, in the Super Bowl because you want to build him as the next big thing. But that's all I got, man. That's that's all I got. I just want to give you all my thoughts on the Super Bowl. Um, will they be back next year? I don't know. Actually, I'm not done. I'm going to give you all another segment because I'm talking about next season. So we're going to go to break real quick, and I'll be right back with another segment of Clutch Time with Mike on the mic. All right, and we're back with Clutch Time with Mike on the mic. So real quickly, um, I just want to talk about next season. So who do I think is going to be in the Super Bowl next season? At this point, um, it'd be hard for me to bet against the Kansas City Chiefs. I feel like they'll be there again next season. I know uh, Andy Reid came out and said he had a decision to make whether or not he was still going to coach in the NFL. If they lose Andy Reid – then they might not repeat or they might not make it back to the Super Bowl because you can't replace great coaching unless you can find another great coach. And I don't know, I don't know what coach who they were replacing with. Sean Payton's already got a job. Um, Mike Tomlin is in Pittsburgh. Bill Belichick's not leaving New England. I don't know who they could get. Um, so I could see the Chiefs. And I can literally see it being a repeat of this past year. I can see it being the Chiefs versus the Bengals. I don't think the Bengals are going anywhere. Um, I don't believe in the Broncos yet. I got to see what they look like with Sean Payton as the coach. And if, if Russell Wilson can can get back to being the Russell Wilson we know. Like I told y'all, don't talk to me about Justin Herbert until he shows me. I just – you can't be up 27 nothing, and then you don't score. You score three points for the rest of the game. Just can't do it. So don't bring me Justin Herbert. Um, my Titans, I'm over this Ryan Tannehill experiment. Um, they need to make a trade. Go get Derek Carr. Go get Aaron Rodgers out of Green Bay. Um, if the Ravens don't want to sign Lamar Jackson, do whatever you got to do to give Lamar Jackson whatever money he wants, get Lamar Jackson to Tennessee. Um I think we can still win the NFC, the AFC South, but with uh, Jacksonville on the come up, it'll be tough. Um, so we got to make some moves this offseason. Um, the Ravens, if they can sign them a top a top tier wide receiver and get Lamar Jackson back in the fold and shore up their defense, the 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 Ravens could definitely be there um, towards the end of the season. 
Um, I think the Jets are a quarterback away from competing. I love what they're doing on defense. I love with the offensive weapons they got. They just need a quarterback. Um, the the Dolphins, they started off hot. Hopefully Tua can um for uh, hopefully Tua can come back from the concussion and he can continue to be the good young quarterback that he's been. Um I don't see the Browns. I don't think Deshaun Watson's gonna do anything. Um, the Steelers, uh, I really don't know. I feel like they need a quarterback. I don't think Kenny Pickett's the answer, but that's me, my opinion. Um, who else is in the NFC or the AFC? Excuse me. Um, I don't see the Colts doing anything. I don't see the Texans doing anything, even though they got D'Amico Ryan's as their head coach. I don't see them doing anything. Not in a year. Um, who else? I think I went down the whole list of AFC teams, AFC East. Um, the Bills. Um, Josh Allen's got to take the next step, man. He's got to take the next step. He makes some bad decisions at the worst time. He's got to get over that hump, man. He's got to do it. Um, I don't know what New England's going to have going on. I don't think Mac Jones is the answer. I just don't think he has that it factor about him. But I believe in Bill Belichick as a coach, so maybe he'll get that turned around. I already said what I had to say about the Dolphins. Um, and the Jets, like I said, I think are a quarterback away from being, you know, within playoff contention. The NFC, I still think it's the Eagles and everybody else. Um, I think the 49ers, if Brock Purdy can get back healthy, they'll be a, a you know, hell to deal with. That defensive line is something special. Um, you still got Aaron Rodgers out there, still one of the best quarterbacks in football, in my opinion. I don't know what the Bucks are going to do. They don't have a quarterback anymore. Um, I don't think Todd Bowles is that great of a head coach. Um, I just don't. I don't know what he's going to do to replace Tom Brady. Um, the Seahawks, Geno Smith won comeback player of the year, which I think was well-deserved. Um, but I don't think Geno Smith is, is your long-term answer at quarterback. Um, the Saints, I don't know what the Saints are going to do. I really don't. Um, who else in the NFC? The Bears, I think the Bears need a wide receiver because I think Justin Fields can can lead them to the playoffs. Um, I do not believe in the Minnesota Vikings because they still have Kirk Cousins. Just don't believe in it. I don't know what the Giants are going to do with Daniel Jones, whether they're going to re-sign him or they're going to go find somebody else. Um, Y'all know how I feel about the Cowboys. It's an accident waiting to happen. I just don't see it. I don't think Dak Prescott is that guy, and I don't think Mark McCarthy without Aaron Rodgers is that great of a coach. But um, I literally can see it being the Chiefs versus the Eagles in the Super Bowl again next year. Just just from a quick glance, we'll see how everything goes with the draft and the offseason and the free agency. But for right now, I'll bring, put my early prediction at the Chiefs versus the Eagles part two in the Super Bowl. And I think Jalen Hurts will learn from this experience and come back and win it next year. Um, we'll see, man. We'll see, though. But that's all I got for y'all on this episode of Clutch Time with Mike on the Mic. I holler at y'all as always. Thank you for everybody that listens and supports. I appreciate y'all. Um, just stay tuned, man. Stay tuned. We got a lot more to come this year.